0: Welcome to Weekend Watch List, a look at what screening and streaming brought to you by The Letterboxd Show. I am Mia, he's Slim. Hello! And together, we'll dig through what's dropping this weekend, last weekend, recent trends on Letterboxd, and we will also take a peek at our own watch lists, all under 30 minutes or your money back.
1: Mia, you are coming down off your Oscar high, so we felt we needed some help from friends to bring this massive episode to you. MGM presents A Good Person, a beautiful and touching story about finding hope and friendship where you least expect it. The film follows a thriving young woman named Allison, played by Florence Pugh, whose life is suddenly turned upside down by an unexpected tragedy.
0: That's right, Slim. She meets Daniel, played by Morgan Freeman, who is navigating raising his teenage granddaughter while seeking redemption from his past. Through an unlikely friendship, they discover that redemption, forgiveness, and hope. Only in theaters March 24th. Get your tickets now at a goodpersonmovie.com.
1: Mia, from here, we're going to talk about Shazam 2. It's finally here. We've been waiting. Also, inside with Willem Defoe, Boston Strangler on Hulu. Community reviews tagged weekend watch list. What that same community thought of last week's movies, including Scream 6. And we'll shuffle our very own watch list together forever. But
0: first, Shazam!
1: Your hair even like moved when you did that. It was like an action shot. My God.
0: Yeah, cast me. <laughs> cast me in Shazam 3. Why are you hair? in the Shazam
1: family, of, of that the big family? <laughs> <The>
0: Shazamly? <laughs> Ooh, Shazam. Fury of the Gods, directed by David F. Sandberg. This is on 32,000 watch lists and is coming out wide in theaters. Billy Batson and his foster siblings, who transform into superheroes by saying, Shazam, are forced to get back into action and fight the Daughters of Atlas, who they must stop from using a weapon that could destroy the world. Okay, first off, I am automatically on the Daughters of Atlas side. They have a really cool name. Um, They do have a cool name. They have a cool name and their daughters, and they're played by Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren. Like. You want us to root for other guys? Sorry to Adam Brody. <laughs> Very sorry to Adam Brody.
1: Your boy. Isn't Adam Brody your boy? He are is, you like he is a my noted favorite Twitter mutual. Brody... <laughs> Twitter mutual? Yes. Whoa. I, okay. Yes.
0: That's why Twitter can never go down because I'll lose that Adam Brody <laughs> Twitter mutual.
1: Actually, now I'm curious. Who are some of your notable Twitter mutuals? Is there anyone... As notable as Adam Brody that, you're, that you can Adam reveal Brody,
0: but it's also Guillermo del Toro. I got that one recently and Yes. and Barbie actress Hari Neff is another okay. of my Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't mean N-B-D. to brag. NBB. Yeah. N-B-D. I know we're getting off topic of Shazam but this is my Sorry. own this is my own Shazam Ali. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I saw the first one in theaters uh, with my son. He had a great time. I enjoyed it. And actually one of the rare movies that my son asked to rewatch, I think Aww. a couple of years ago. He's like, "Hey, let's rewatch Shazam." I don't know if he saw an ad or something. My I think my main gripe with the first one was there was too much cursing. I sound like old Slim, man yelling at cloud. <laughs> For real, <laughs> I mean, it's like a family movie. I don't know. I still haven't crossed that <laughs> chasm. Like, I'll let James watch Predator and RoboCop, but once someone says like bad words in it, I'm like, "Oh, no. Get these out of my movies."
0: Did they say the F-word?
1: I can't even remember what the curse word was. It might have oh been like God. D-bag or something. I remember, oh, I remember in March. Marvel- <laughs> 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 I, mean, I, I start to hear him say it while he's gaming, but that's besides the point. It's a it's a good, fun family movie. And this is the second one. So I'm curious how this will shake out in the big DCU shake up. You know, they I think the Flash movie is supposed to reset everything. So who knows if there's gonna be more Shazams in the future, but There are some reviews that are coming in. We had to search high and low for these reviews. They're hidden away.
0: So it looks like Letterboxd member Ellie is also on our Daughters of Atlas side. She says,
1: they're right. MILFs are gods. (laughs) Incredible casting in this movie. Uh, There is another review that picked my interest. Emily says, the final fight is every Goblet of Fire fan's dream. Huh? What does that mean? What it does mean, that mean? Oh
0: my God! It means Robert Pattinson is going to show up and get killed by the Shazamli.
1: <laughs> Your nightmare, unless yeah, you're there up. to to hold his corpse as my his boy. <laughs> my Spoilers son. for Goblet of Fire. Yeah, I Yeah, sorry maybe, if you haven't seen out. Goblet. Spoilers of for fire. a book that came, yeah. that came out twenty some years ago. Oh, my gosh. So, Shazam, I'm sure my son James is going to see a trailer for this on YouTube, and he's going to ask, when am I getting an advanced screening of this? And I'll, unfortunately, I have to tell him I don't have one, but we can go see it in theaters. Okay. So, next on our list, Inside, directed by Vasilis Katsupas. This is on 26,000 watch lists. This is in theaters. This is the movie with Willem Dafoe. Uh, an art thief becomes trapped in a New York penthouse after his heist goes awry. Imprisoned with nothing but priceless works of art, he must use all his cunning and invention to survive. you have any Ooh. vibes on this one, Mia? Willem Defoe.
0: Well, the logline is certainly giving me Sawtrap vibes. So, <gasps> so I am in. Inside, that is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jigsaw added again. Podcast Jigsaw. Your Podcast little puppet Jigs- leg shaking as you said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are, oh, what are your g- vibes what are my vibes I so we have a story on journal going up I believe Friday as of recording but check journal on Letterboxd you know we have an editorial wing of Letterboxd <gasps> which you contribute to Mitchell we have an amazing team but Mitchell talked with Willem they had a full on conversation it was amazing they look like the same person from different universes different decades apart it was incredible uh, but Mitchell had asked Willem about art how Willem Views it? Does it empower him? And I really liked his answer. So let's listen into that interview. Look, it, 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 it feeds me. You know, uh, it uh, makes me think in different ways. It challenges my thinking. I get uh, turned on, you know. I'm, I, it makes me think of things that I don't think of by myself. And then other things occur to me. So it keeps the thinking alive. It keeps the questioning alive. It keeps the mystery alive. Mm. So basically— It keeps me alive. So art is important.
0: Art is important because it turns Willem Dafoe on and keeps him alive. Those are two very important things.
1: (laughs) Yes. Michelle left a review for Inside. A career best work for Willem. Just like the artworks it features, it's an absolute triumph in deep, emotional, raw, unexpected, thought-provoking creativity and a haunting piece A breath-stealing art.
0: Ooh, ooh! I like that last line. That's smart. Up next, we got Boston Strangler, (gasps) directed by Matt Ruskin. This is on 5,000 watch lists and will be coming out on Hulu this Friday. Reporters Loretta McLaughlin and Jean Cole bravely pursue the story of the Boston Strangler at great personal risk, challenging the sexism of the early 1960s to report on the city's most notorious serial killer. Oh my God.
1: The Boston Strangler. Boston
0: Strangler.
1: We haven't had one of these kind of direct-to-streaming movies featured in the top three of the show in a while. It's a treat to have a movie, you know, just show up Friday on Hulu. You can fire it up. Take a quote-unquote lunch break and watch The Boston Strangler on Hulu.
0: A really fun lunch break movie. (laughs) Uh, A two-hour lunch break of murder.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> <Yes>. but, <laughs> but we're we're kind of burying the lead that this movie stars Kira Knightley and Carrie Coon mm. as the plucky gal reporters. Um, and th- it seems that they're doing Zodiac well, challenging sexism. That is extremely tantalizing to me. I love yeah. when plucky gal reporters do stuff like that. I love when they will stop at nothing to break the news.
1: What's your favorite Kira Knightley movie?
0: Oh, uh, uh, I gotta go with. Pride and Prejudice and Atonement. <gasps> it's it's kind of a tie for me because of that Atonement green dress. What the? Oh,
1: Have you seen Atonement? I've, ever, I've never seen Atonement. I do know that we get often requests to change the poster of Atonement from people. <gasps> they don't like the default poster, but you can become a patron well, and change yeah. it to your heart's content.
0: Exactly. I was just going to say, we fixed that problem for everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think my favorite Kira Knightley, outside of the TikToks where people do impressions of her, um, is probably Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's an amazingly fun movie. I love it. Love and to she, go back to rewatch.
0: And she was so young when she was in that film too. I am constantly impressed by what she was able to pull off. Elizabeth Swan mm-hmm. is a legend. Right. Um do you have a favorite Carrie Coon?
1: Uh, it might be Gone Girl. Yes. That's the first one that jumps to mind. And I I escaped the Gone Girl hype for a very long time and only watched it, I think, fairly recently, in the last couple of years. And I thought it was amazing. I actually escaped like all the spoilers too, somehow. What? And I just yeah, I had a fantastic time watching it. Unspoiled. Wow. What about wow. you? What's your fave?
0: I mean, Gone Girl Gone Girl is really, really up there. But then also HBO's The Leftovers. I know that's a TV show and you can't log it on Letterboxd, but It is really, her performance as Nora Dunn is like one of the best television performances I've seen. And then also, I think one of her underrated roles was in The Nest with Jude Law a couple years ago. (gasps) They're they're (gasps) married, they're having issues, they're fighting. Um, I think that that was a really underrated little domestic drama.
1: Mm. Isn't Um. Jude Law also one of your previous ghost husbands? Even though he's alive. Well,
0: he's yeah, he's alive. So he's not a <laughs> living exactly,
1: ghost he's, husband. He's
0: yeah, he's my alive ghost husband. Yes. Yes, yes. So he's he also
1: rumored to be in a Star Wars show. Are you gonna watch that Star Wars show when that comes out with Jude? We're
0: not here to talk about Jude Law's body of work. <laughs> I wish we were. I do wish we were. Uh, we are here to call out the video on demand new releases for the week. What's up, first Slim?
1: Cocaine Bear, it's finally here. The weeks of waiting are over. We
0: waited six whole days.
1: (laughs) It feels like six days, uh, but this is out available for rent, available for purchase. So I'll be honest, a lot of my friends left scathing reviews for Cocaine Bear, but I saw some fun ones too. And I I need to make a determination for myself. What's the real deal?
0: What is the real deal with that cocaine bear? Well, the best film of 2022 is now streaming on Prime. It is Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, of course. Uh, <laughs> I have I have been tooting Mrs. Harris's horn <laughs> all mm-hmm. season. I love this film. I think it is a feel-good masterpiece. Um, and and now it's readily available to watch. It is a really nice comfort movie. I've watched it a couple of times, and it just makes me smile.
1: Yeah, you and Gemma were tooting that one mm-hmm. to the moon. I remember during that release cycle for this movie. So on Amazon yeah. Prime, check it out. Uh, let's look back at last week, the releases that dropped last week. Notably, Scream Six, three point nine <gasps> average on Letterboxd right now. What is five wow. at? That's got to be. Is that higher than five?
0: It's definitely higher than five. Let me
1: scroll down here and see if I can find it. Scream. Wish they would just rename this thing Scream 5. 3.4. Yeah. And I liked, I think I gave Scream 4 four stars to be perfectly frank with you. So, scream 4? Scream 5. I gave Scream 5 see? four stars.
0: We're getting confused. It's
1: a numberless scream. <laughs> Whatever the <laughs> hell you want to call it. Did you, did you see Scream 6 yet?
0: Yes. I saw it last night at 9 p.m. Um, I had heard about... There being a letterboxed reference in the film, and I mm-hmm. had to support, of course. And I—I I don't know how much I can like say, you know. I
1: What can you tell us about Scream Six? Is there anything you can tease us about this oh, movie?
0: God, what can I tease? That's not—is
1: there murder? Of Is there death <gasps> with a knife?
0: I yes, no spoilers, but there are murders and deaths with a okay. knife. Oh, I have something to say that's not a spoiler. Okay. Dermot Mulroney is in this movie. Excuse me. Yes, I had no idea going in. And it was the greatest surprise that Dermot Mulroney is in the film. He is serving. I thought that he was the MVP of the whole movie.
1: Okay. All right. Yo, Ev left a review. Yo, nerds. A letterbox shout out. F yeah. Much better than the last one. This is getting right. What the original got wrong, and I'm here for it. But like, who the f irons their t-shirts? Question mark Is there a scene where some people are ironing t-shirts? Do you remember that?
0: I have no recollection of that. To be <laughs> honest with you, <laughs> not even not even a clue. But maybe I just need to rewatch <laughs> An-
1: another movie that came out last week that I'm still excited to watch, and the average rating is making me more excited to watch. It's 65 with with Adam Driver, 2.5 average. Now my group of friends went to go see this, and. The average ratings were around that level. But I don't know what it is. It's making me more excited. Mason at the Movies left a review. Enjoyed this. And I don't know, because I didn't see it, though. I bet this is a better dinosaur movie than The Last Jurassic Park. And to be honest, from what I've heard, I don't want to know. So that I've seen The Last Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 6. If it's better than that, I want to see it. <laughs> if it's better than that movie, yes, I'm in.
0: <laughs> Hannah also left a review. We are so lucky Adam Driver chose to be an actor because just think what he could do if he chose to use his powers for evil. I was almost convinced this was working. He could sell so (laughs) many Florida timeshares if he wanted to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That also makes me want to see it. Uh, Luther, the Vol and Son, 3.1 average. But is there anything from the previous week that you wanted to call? I mean, we met in person last week, officially.
0: What? I don't know. (laughs) Did we?
1: (laughs) It was a whirlwind week. Um, So the final episode of Best in Show is next week, the awards (gasps) limited series that you co-host. And I'm told that you're doing a mailbag episode for this week. So if anyone wants to email in to Mia, Gemma, and Brian, you can do so at podcast at letterbox.com with questions or feedback for the show. The whole episode, I think, is going to be mailbag. Is that true?
0: We're going full mailbag. So you can send in either just a little email or you can send in a voice memo. And- Perhaps it will be featured on the show. You could be one of our best in show besties.
1: (laughs) What a run. What a limited series run. Mm -hmm. I mean, we literally got to meet Guillermo del Toro at the Academy Museum.
0: And you got to compare watches with him for Um, a while.
1: Unreal experience. Unreal experience. Stay tuned for my Twitter for photos of that moment, which is real. We're not making this up. I do want to call out, too, real quick. The Academy Museum is so amazing. If anyone is in LA or you're traveling on a trip, go get tickets to go to this museum. It's phenomenal. Um, And I also want to call out how cool it was. I've been doing this since it happened, but people recognizing you at like these (gasps) events and saying like, oh, I loved your chat with Paul Meskel and -and so-and-so. I thought that was so awesome. I mean, if there's ever going to be a place where people recognize someone from Letterboxd, it's going to be the Academy Museum.
0: (laughs) Yes. No, exactly. Like I don't really get recognized <laughs> that much and so so the academy museum it was wild because it was yeah like three or four people came up to me um it was very exciting and everybody everybody who works there is so lovely and like mm-hmm. genuinely loves movies like they have a whole agnes varda room which was so freaking cool to be in Um, Slim, really quick, what was your favorite thing that you saw at the museum?
1: Uh, there was a room that had the Oscars, you know, like separated and behind glass. And they had like little descriptions about whose Oscar this is, what did it win for? And I was taking a photo of one of them, not even realizing what movie it was for. And I looked down and it was for one of my dad's favorite movies, The Yearling, which I thought was just so strange and fitting. Um, so if anyone has not seen The Yearling yet, fire that up. I don't know if that's true. You had have to buy a DVD of that. Um, whoa, but that was a cool- <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Go to your local library, support local if you have to. Uh, but yeah, it was a very amazing trip. Uh, lots of memories that will last forever. Speaking of memories that will last forever, the Letterbox Hot 100. Everyone's talking about the Letterbox Hot 100. What's the most watch-listed movies from the last week? What do you think is in the top three? this week. Do you think there's any changes from last week? The Whale was in there. The wh- So last week, it was Cocaine Bear, The Whale, and Creed 3. Mm.
0: What about Scream 6? <gasps>
1: Correct. Yes. Topping the list at nearly 30,000 watch list ads. Scream 6.
0: I'm getting better at this. I'm, I'm figuring it out.
1: Women Talking jumped up to number <gasps> three, too. So that really? made some waves. Yeah. A lot of buzz. Oh.
0: That's so lovely. See, that's why that best adapted screenplay win for Sarah Polly matters because mm-hmm. it influences it influences people to go check out the art. I think I think that's very nice that more people are going to hopefully listen to these women talk.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think we're very close to Jack's Letterbox Top fifty of twenty twenty three list to debut. We're we're still targeting April-ish so stay tuned in coming weeks. But let's go to our watch list. Uh, we shuffle every time at the end of the segment of the show. What did you shuffle the last time you were on the show? What did you watch?
0: Oh, Slim. I watched the film Rats with a Z (laughs) at the end. Um, I had mentioned on the last pod, but my friend and I had tried to watch this on YouTube once and could not get past 360p quality. So I'm very (laughs) grateful that it is now streaming for free on Plex. So the tagline for this movie that is very, very, very clearly from 2000 is turn two rats into guys whatever and it has a surprisingly high 3.0 average
1: my god and
0: yeah and uh that's really all you need to know about the movie um the best part is that the two rat guys keep <laughs> their rat brains so they're mostly just like sniffing around and <laughs> finding cheese like they're really obsessed with just finding cheese and they can't really talk and the girls have to like lock them in their garage, which they can chew through somehow with their human teeth. It's awesome. And then also the rat guys are very horny. And a subplot <laughs> is about the main girls trying to stop them from mating with the popular girls. Oh so, my God. Yeah, this is like a teen movie also, like young, te- like preteen. So teen it was, beat. Yeah, it was kind of shocking. But here's my favorite line of the film. It is uttered by the lead girl at the mall after a rat guy... <laughs> Steals popular girl Jennifer's cheeseburger. Because again, they love cheese. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always thought Jennifer might lose her cheeseburger to a rat. I just never thought it would happen in public. <laughs> like what?
1: <laughs> Very disturbing.
0: It I had we had to pause. We were like, what is she what does this mean? And then we figured out it's innuendo. We were like, oh, ew, huh? <laughs>
1: oh so, my yeah that God. was that
0: was rats i still recommend it like it's
1: <laughs> when you mentioned plex i actually, I actually forgot to add plex because i forgot that they added like a bunch of free movies they're like a crackle or a 2b now they have like so many free movies i just added that to my services we to love see. plex
0: we love plex love plex not even an ad love you plex <laughs> mm-hmm. slim what did you what did you shuffle
1: I shuffled and got something that I added because it had a baller poster. It was Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes with Christopher Lambert.
0: I just have to say, I feel like the movies that you get always have like 12 different colons. Like it's like Greystoke, colon, The Legend of of Tarzan, colon, Lord of the
1: Apes. (laughs) It's such a long title. Uh, I gave it two stars. I drifted in and out of DNF territory almost every 10 minutes. The first like 40 minutes is like a child being raised by the apes. It's very long. It's a long scene. Too long, some would say. Um, Ian Holm is in it. He was doing an accent and he was performing very oddly. Uh, It's not for me. I think it's one of Christopher's earliest roles. Um, He doesn't say a whole lot in it. You know, he's Tarzan. And I almost like forgot the Tarzan story. I guess it's been so long since I watched a Tarzan movie. You know, he like almost gets like domesticated, taught English, and then makes the decision. Is he going to stay here or go back to the the land of the apes? Um, Great poster though. So I'll give it that much.
0: The land of the apes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, you're very brave for finishing it for your Thank job, you. which you take very seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we, we do have some community reviews from our buddies who also shuffled. board AF, 17-year-old. <laughs> it is a four-star review of Martyrs. I'm so happy that I watched this movie because now I never have to watch it again.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I think this is on my, like, never watch list. Like, I never, watch, yeah. based on reviews that I've seen, I, I never want to watch this.
0: It is the most it is probably the most disturbing movie I have ever seen, and I've seen a lot of those. Really? I've, yeah. So if you do watch, which you probably won't, you really gotta go into it with caution. What I'm <laughs> but i but I think I think it's great though. Just
1: two of the most disturbing watches that I'm trying to think of, like See No Evil, which came out mm-hmm. last year. That one maybe question everything. But also <laughs> the ending to Fat Girl, I thought was <gasps> Bonkers. Do you remember? Did have you seen Facker?
0: I haven't seen it because I am afraid.
1: <laughs> hmm
0: Exactly. I know it's a it's a great film and I've heard great things. It just seems um very I need to be in the right mood to watch it, you know. <laughs>
1: yes. 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 Yeah. Um all right, let's move on to something a little bit more positive. Tristan left a review for before sunset. Nine years of added maturity and wisdom make these characters infinitely more likable which heavily improves the quality. In life, one of the things we desire most is to know that we made as big of an impact in someone's life as they made in ours. That rarely happens, and we usually go most of our life not knowing. Yet sometimes the world will just align for you, and even if these moments are rare and fleeting, regardless if they're faded or random, they are certainly special. Before sunset. I've only seen the the first one. Great review. I've only seen the first one still. (gasps) I know that's like Slimbo. sacrilege Yo, for Letterbox user.
0: Yes, the, <laughs> <laughs> the sequel. I mean, I love, I love them both, but the sequel really, really hurts me in a good way. Mm,
1: maybe I need to wait years in between each viewing. You yeah, know, need you have to, to feel wait like nine these characters. years, yeah. nine
0: years between each viewing. Um that's <laughs> Nolan. The way. Yeah, that is the way. So, because this is tradition, mm. um, Nolan has a Marcel show with shoes on review. We got it. We got to shout out Marcel again. Um, Jenny Slate and Isabella Rossellini gave some of the best voice performances ever. I want to be that small so all TVs are massive. I can watch everything at a little movie theater with cotton ball chairs. One of the best ever additions to the category of tiny little guy cinema.
1: Love that phrase, tiny little guy cinema.
0: Oh, I love tiny little guy cinema. (laughs) All
1: right, we need to shuffle again. Let's head back to our watch lists.
0: Oh my God, I, I am
1: going to filter by stream only, and I've added Plex on there for their freebies. Yes, And I am going to sort by shuffle. And the first movie I get, I have to watch. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think mm. I actually have the Blu-ray. I feel like Mitchell right now. I have the Blu-ray of this, but I have not what? watched it. Ya boy, Abel Ferrara, 1995's <gasps> The Addiction. A vampiric doctoral student tries to follow the philosophy of a nocturnal comrade and control her thirst for blood. <gasps> ooh, ooh! Uh, Christopher Walken in this. Lily Taylor, Lily Taylor, depending on where you're from. Uh, it's also streaming on Shutter right now. So if you want to watch along with me, do it.
0: Oh, Slim, mine is kind of similar to yours. What? Yes, I can't. Gobble it of fire. Yeah, it's just (laughs) couple of fire, which I've never seen. Um, (laughs) I got a film from 1986 called I Like Bats. What? Yes. And it says, the tagline is, she'll give him the kiss of death with pleasure.
1: Oh my Um, God, this poster is nuts. When
0: Kayla Janice was on Four Faves, she had talked about this film because it was like recently restored and put onto uh, physical media. Through Severin. And um I I was intrigued from the title alone. I like Mm. bats. Um, it's just about a beautiful young woman who uh has a strange habit to feed bats.
1: My God. This does according to the description.
0: Yes, it's very much up my alley. Under a thousand people have logged it and it is available to watch on Tubi.
1: Oh, wow, wow, wow. And Mm -hmm. and uh shudder too. Shutter Shutter army rise up as well. Shutter
0: army rise. Wow. Very exciting. I like bats. I do. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I have bats tattoos. So
1: (laughs) remember when we were walking in LA and you were out of this, you had like reverse vampirism. You were out of the sun and you started like, I need the sun to live.
0: It's true. And it was like 60 degree weather, like not even cold.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Weekend Watchlist brought to you by The Letterboxd Show. You can follow me at Mitchell Slim, that's me, and our HQ page on Letterboxd using the links in our episode notes. And don't forget, if you want to be included in the mailbag for Best in Show, send an email to podcast at com.
0: Thanks to our crew and thanks to Letterboxd member Trent Walton for the theme music, Eyes On. Thanks to Jack for the facts and Sophie Shin for the episode transcript and to you for listening. Weekend watch list is a tape deck production. This 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 is a tape deck podcast.